If you've been looking for the power to change and transform your life and business, you're in the right place. It's time for the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast, and it's all about providing you with the tools to succeed on this ever-evolving business-building journey. My mission is to make sure you know you are not alone, that it is possible, and that you, yes, you, can do this. You matter. The world is a better place for having you in it, and your voice is needed. I'm Teresa Cleveland, and I believe that we can all make a difference, and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's get to it. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'm so glad you've joined us today. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that you have all of the answers inside of you? I do, and so does my guest today, certified life coach Danielle Tunnell. She's sharing one of her shifts on her way to becoming a profitable CEO, as well as how she's helping the rest of us on this journey. Her no-nonsense approach, coupled with her genuine desire to help others move towards our best life, provides the accountability and guidance we all need from time to time. By the time we were finished recording, I felt like I had had the firsthand experience of being in a session with her. I hope you feel the same. Let's jump in. Hey, Danielle. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi, Teresa. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thanks for having me. Well, I am so excited that you're here because what we're going to talk about today is something that I think is really, really common for so many of us online female business owners who are moms. Obviously, not everybody is. I think that there's a lot there. And I think even those who aren't moms, there's still the relationships in their lives and all the other parts. And there's just a lot of stuff that that we carry with us that many times we don't even realize. Would you share with us what your shift was on your journey to become a profitable CEO. Yes, sure. I go go back a few years. Well, I've always been, um, had an entrepreneurial spirit and I've had several businesses along the way. More recently, I was finishing up a business and actually took a job. And it was during that time when I was in this job that I was able to really see that I was trying to do it all. I was trying to please my boss. I was trying to take care of my home. I was trying to show up as a good wife. And I have three young children. And then my parents were moving across the street. And I just had so much going on. And I wasn't able to handle it all to the level that I wanted to. And I really was just so overwhelmed with it all. And it was at that point when I actually got sick And during that time, I had to become still and reevaluate everything. And at this point, it was just kind of like that big shift for me. I had to learn how to prioritize, let go of some things, find out what was really important to me. And that is really what started the whole transition for me. Thanks so much for sharing what was going on because we get in those places. And do you feel like you were there for a little bit before you even like realized like, hold on, something's up. 
Absolutely. I mean, I always just kind of had that internal knowing it that this is what I needed to do, right? Like I, of course, needed to be a good mom. I need to be a good wife. And then I want to be a good employee and a good daughter. And then there's just so much that's pulling on you, right? The kids are a lot of activities. And then at night, you're doing spreadsheets for work. And, you know, you also, you want to get in your own exercise and you want to have some downtime. It's just the list goes on and on and on. And if you you don't kind of stop and pause and realize that you are just right now living at the effect of your life instead of being in control to create what kind of life you really want, you know, you're just going to get more of the same. And at that point, again, I just look at what a blessing that was to have that illness in order to just allow me to stop and pause and get perspective to make those necessary changes. Oh my goodness. There's so much packed in there. As you were talking, what I'm thinking is, yes, we do go through, we have all those things that we think we have to do, right? It's like be, and it's so funny that you said good. I wanted to be a good daughter, a good wife. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and I think that's a whole other episode that, you know, comes from childhood that, you know, we're growing up, they give little girls like dolls and honey go, you know, take care of the thing. And the boys get all the fun activity, adventurous stuff. So whole other conversation. But with that, what I heard was, even as you were describing all of that, you were the last on the list. Like, as you were saying, good mom, good wife, it was like, at the very bottom, you said, and then you want to get in your own exercise and this other thing. But I think that that's a very, very common thing for us is that we take care of everybody first. And then whatever is left over is like, maybe we'll fit ourselves in there. But if something has to go, that's going to be the first thing to go. Yeah, you just hit it right on the bullseye. Most of the moms that I work with, it is a total theme that is interwoven into our lives and, you know, put it on society, put it on how life was with the past and what the roles was of a a wife and a mother, a quote, good one. Or we're looking to see what our own mothers did, right? Like they had, you know, trying to live up to that expectation. But, you know, things are different now in the world But what I find with most of the moms is, yeah, they're coming with that it is, it feels selfish to put yourself first. And what I'm trying to show them that it's exactly the opposite. When you are depleted, you'll feel negative and then you're going to show up that way. So here you are wanting to think of yourself as good mom and a good employee and good wife and all of that. But it's the opposite. But if you were to put yourself first and you would, you know, just fill up your emotions and then you're going to just show up that way. And that's what I see in most all of the moms. Right. And what I love about that is that you've made this natural transition, which I see so many people do. I know I've done it in my business. I've created a business out of something that I struggled with in the beginning, building a business and the business side of things. And I mastered that to whatever degree we can master something. And then that's where I want to help other people now. Like, no, no, don't give up with your on your business. You can do this. You know, you just need a little more something. And then you've now done this where that was your thing, you know, that you were struggling with. And it's now like, oh my gosh, because you know the joy and the peace that you have and you just want everybody else to have it. So you've now transitioned into being a coach. 
Yeah. Most of us are walking around believing that we are, like I just mentioned before, at the effect of the circumstances and situations at life. And I was like that too, right? They don't teach what I know now in school and they really should when you're younger. You know, why didn't I know this before? But it is all, you know, circumstances happen, situations in the world, and they really are just neutral, right? And there's so much you can't change. And when I came to coaching, I learned about where the control to have changes in my life, to feel better about everything, to do the things that I wanted to do. It comes from within. It comes from what's happening in your mind. When you learn this, you can stop putting, for lack of a better word right now, blame on outside circumstances. It's actually such a huge relief, right? Because then you don't have to have the weather be a certain thing. You know, you don't have to have your kids be in line and say and listen perfectly all the time just so you can keep your peace. When you find out the power you have with your own thoughts to control how you feel, well, your thoughts create how you feel. Right. Then you no longer have to change anything outside of you. If the change comes within, your external world then starts to reflect how you're feeling on the inside, which is why it's now so important. And just like you said, now that I know this and know how it works and have a process and know the questions to ask myself, I'm empowered, right? Yeah. To see what I can control and change. I, of course, want to shout this from the mountaintops like <laughs> everyone else, like, you need to know this. Like, like there is joy and balance and peace right there available in your life when you put these coaching tools and concepts into place, which is really just working on your internal mental health. Oh my goodness. The internal conversations that go on. Gee, many Christmas. Because as you know, I you totally know this. The mindset is a big deal. I just want to go back for a second though, mm -hmm. because something that just keeps coming up in my mind is when you talked about your mom moving across the street, I was mm -hmm. like, <laughs> that is talk about pressure in that living up, you know, have you found that that's something now that like, it's okay if things aren't a certain way, because she's in regards to my anyway. mom, <laughs> right? She's gonna love you anyway. Well, the thing is, is I had and still have so many wonderful thoughts about having my parents close to me and looking at all that is great about it. You know, it just makes me feel wonderful. And then that's why I was just like, you know, spurred to action. Like, oh, this house is coming up for sale and I, you know, they're getting older and I just want them to be across the street so I can help care for them. But then they also can be so involved in my family's life. And of course, in a year like we've had right now, it's just been a tremendous blessing to be able to be interactive with them. It's just the way that I thought about it. It's not always rosy, right? My mom and I still have our time where we butt heads. But when you do choose to focus on all what's great about it, it overrides those other kind of bumps that come up. And that's true for everything, not just when your parents move across the street. Right. And that's, but that's what I'm thinking about it is like, I feel like, cause I'm kind of in the same situation. She's not moving across the street, but she's moving closer. And I do welcome that. Right. But there's still that thing, even when she doesn't live across the street or around the corner, you know, it's still that thing when she comes to my house, I want it to look a certain way and everything else. And that, what are you thinking when she comes over? Well, over the years, I've, that's lessened. It's just like, I know she's going to, and I think that was the thing for me. She's going to love me regardless. Right. Whether whether my house is a certain way or whatever. So, but I think a lot of people deal with that. But like you said, this goes into all the parts of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. It's the, what we think about them because life can't suck. Like when my husband died, life sucked, right? The way that 
I chose to deal with it. And that's the thing for me in life is having the choice, right? And I allowed myself, well, I couldn't stop feeling it, but I allowed myself to be in that space. I cried every day from April to September 23rd. I had days where I was like, oh my God, is there ever going to be a day where I don't cry? Well, there's a, it's, that's a necessary part of coaching too, is processing feelings because what we don't want to do and what we tend to do is avoid, react, or resist our feelings. But here is what I know to be true, that this human experience that we're having is meant to be 50-50, 50 positive and 50 negative. You wanted to be sad when your husband died, right? But you also want to be able to process that sadness and grief because it affects how you show up. Your emotional life drives how you show up. So if you're thinking like back to like a, a working mom and you have all these thoughts about work that you should be at home and you're feeling when you think about that, that makes you feel guilty, but then you're going to be showing up for your family and at your workplace with a f- sense of guilt, But going back to what I mentioned about the 50-50, life isn't meant to be happy all the time. We weren't promised a trouble-free world, and it is part of the human experience. And so when you realize that it's not to feel great all the time, then you can open up to these more negative feelings. And again, you can step towards them and process them so that you can move through them quickly so you can get on taking the actions that you want and not staying stuck. Because some of those emotions like confusion and overwhelm and guilt serve no purpose. They don't help in one aspect. When you find yourself in those indulgent emotions, if you are a mom, a working mom, entrepreneur, and you have your own business, and you find yourself in overwhelm, guilt, confusion, and there's just a couple more, it's it's so good to recognize when you're in there because you know that it's not going to be helping you move forward or serving your life or business in any manner. For me, like when that happened with Michael, I, for me, it was allowing those feelings to be there mm-hmm. and being with them. And there was a time in my life where I would have tamped it down and tried to be the good girl, right? And shown up for everybody else and everything else that can make us sick, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it shows up in different ways because it's got to come out, right? So that was just like my big example in life. But then we, so that's what I'm saying. Like, Yes, there are times when life sucks and you still get to choose how you feel and how you deal with it and how you process it. We don't know that always, right? That's something that can come later in life or somebody comes and talks about it like we're talking about it today and somebody says, oh my gosh, somebody could really help me with this. And I love how you show up because you show up fully 100% for the other person that you are coaching with, that you are talking with. When I think about coaching, I think that um, it's not one of my favorite terms, because I think that what quote unquote coaches do is so much more than that. It's so much deeper than just like coaching. I know people that I've talked with, sometimes we think about coaches like, you know, on the sidelines, like, come on, come on, come on, you can do it, You, you know, almost like a cheerleader, but it's not that because I know what you do is you bring the tools to help them grow out of where they are into a greater awareness of themselves. Now, I differ a little bit in that I do love the idea of thinking about a coach like going like, you know, they're But what I see it as is like a coach is in your corner, that they are wanting the best for you, right? But in a way that not that you would go to anyone for advice, like a coach is not your girlfriend, a coach is not like your mom or your bestie. A coach is someone who is like 
the coach that you kind of just talked about, like, but from the sidelines, cheering you on, wishing you like the best. However, how we do that is not telling you what to do, not telling you advice, not personal experiences, but we're there to show you your mind, what your brain is offering you and reflecting back to you what you're telling us as the coach. And then we are mining your brain, so to speak, by questioning you so that we can get to really what's going on inside, which is your thoughts and your thoughts causing your feelings. And it's important for you to know this because you can't see it yourself. And so then we get to question, is that really true? Or do you want to keep thinking it? Because do you want to keep feeling this way? And when we question it and find out that it's not truth and it's, it feels like it's true, but it's, it's really just a sentence or a phrase you've decided to latch onto and to think again and again and again. And that's the definition of what your beliefs are, is thinking a thought over and over and over again so that it becomes a belief. And that's what I do as a coach is I help you see what's going on internally so that we can question it. And then you can choose. It's not about me telling you what I think you should do or how to do it. It's showing you that you have a choice to think something different or, you know, so you can feel differently and to take different action. And only you truly know what that is, right? And what it is that you want for your life. I'm not there to tell you how. I'm there to show you for yourself to give you the power to make the changes that you want in your life, in your business, in your motherhood. Thank you so much for sharing that because I do think a lot of times there's confusion between coaches and consultants. Mm-hmm. And consultants are the ones that you hire that are going to tell you how to do it. And, you know, that's totally my lane. Yeah. <laughs> I can put a little bit of the questioning in there, but it's like most of the time people are coming to me when it's like, hey, what do I do here? I love, though, that you've shared that about exactly what the coaching is because I do think, you know, I've been in the online world 12 years plus. There have been a lot of things over the years, you know, where coaching, I feel like used to be this catchphrase, whatever, where it was more so the cheerleader thing. Yeah. I went into coaching and actually getting certified thinking that's what it was because I've always, my superpower is optimism. And besides the Bible, the Norman Vincent Peale's book, The Power of Positive Thinking is one of the most influential books on my life. And I came to it decades ago and then I put it into action and I saw my life totally transform. And because of my positivity that naturally comes, I've always sort of been the go-to person, right? Because people come to me and then they feel better because at the time, right, that I was cheering them on, showing them that they could do it. But when I came to certification and found out really about coaching, that it wasn't that at all, that it really is helping somebody else. You have the answers inside and I just help you see what it is that's in the way, some beliefs that aren't serving you. I do the heavy lifting with the questioning, but it is really finding your own power to change and transform. But you get somebody who is totally in your corner, a judgment-free zone, and someone who you're accountable to, and I'll just guide you through the process. So you do kind of get both qualities. And what I love about that is the process. My brain just works that way. Like, give me a process. That's great. And I think for many people, though, even if we don't know that, that we think that like, if there's a process, it's like, oh, my God, that's going to be so much easier. And also, I think in those situations, like if we ask ourselves those questions, just over here, you know, like doing a Google search, like, and I'm going to ask myself these questions. I think just as being human, our knee jerk reaction is like, I don't know. Yeah. 
Right. I don't know. And that lets us off the hook because my, my thought on this is because somewhere along the way, we've lost sight of the fact that, like you said earlier, it's not all going to be happy. It's not, it's not supposed to be. So anytime we come close to this thing where we feel uncomfortable or not, whatever, you know, that happy, cheery thing is, it's like, oh, I need to run from that. And I know there's a lot of psychology and stuff in that, that we're trying to protect ourselves. Our brain is made up to have this protection part. We call it in coaching, we call it the lower brain, sometimes the lizard brain, right? As opposed to the higher brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, which is where you plan things and follow through and have purpose and intention. But this lower brain part, it's made to make us avoid pain so that it helps us like, no, avoid pain, do the easy route, be really efficient. And it has purpose. But as an entrepreneur and a mom and balancing all of everything, we have to override that lower part that's always going to tell us to not do the hard thing, avoid that because it's uncomfortable. And that's what I help my clients do is override and we tap into that higher brain where we plan and on purpose, knowing that lower, the self-doubt is always going to be there. But you know what? It can come along for the ride and we're just not going to let it be in the driver's seat. We're just going to let it be in the passenger seat. That is wonderful. And I think that it starts with that safe space, right? Knowing that there's this safe space where you're not just going to like make me think these things and then throw me under the bus, you know, and just like, okay, so that came up, go deal with it, you know, but to really talk through it and question then the thoughts that come up. Yes. I mean, just think about this. When do you get someone for an hour, that's how long my sessions are, once a week for an hour who is just concentrating on you? Like it's the an hour for you where you're going to be listened to. So as a mom of three teenagers now, right? <laughs> right? A, a space where it's all the focus is on me because I, I have my own coach, right? Because I'm in the midst of my life. I need somebody else to show me how I'm getting in my own way. So I'm a product of my product, right? And right. so, but to have that knowing every week I'm going to have, some moms just want, you know, they're just like, I'm so looking forward to just having it be an hour about me. I like that a lot because we all, I we have this thing, even, you know, you're not even safe in the bathroom when you have this, right? <laughs> right? Like Liam and I have had that conversation like a few years ago. It's like, he's outside the door and I'm like, buddy, let me tell you something about mommies. <laughs> and he said, what? And I said, when mommies are in the bathroom, they really don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's as soon as you hear it. Mama, mama, mama. Right? So, but it is, that's just it. There is no safe place. So it is wonderful to have that person who is there and knowing that they're on your side. And that's what I'm talking about, that safe space to be able to really dig in mm-hmm. and know that you're working towards something. It's not just this thing where you're just spewing this stuff out. Yeah. So with working moms, I, you know, this is an age old thing, guilt. Like we can't be fully present. Many of us at different periods in our life, like when we're at work, we're thinking, oh, we should be with the kids. When we're with the kids, it's like all the things that aren't happening at home. The key to it all is definitely, definitely mindset. Or it could be that those situations where your parents are aging and all of that, well, I have to be, I have to be over here working, but then, no, I need to go do this because I love them and I want to help them. And when you're there, it's like, but I got to get back to work. And so there's this, there are all kinds of things in our life. So we're torn like that, like that. So it's not just moms, because I know you work with people other than moms. Yes. And, and even other people that 
may not even be working moms. It's just like we're humans. So we have these these conflicts and this overwhelm and all the other things that go with that. When it comes to mindset, this is one of the things that I see a lot in especially entrepreneurs as they start to have success, as they're coming up that road, you know, that journey to becoming a profitable CEO, they will hit this wall where they don't know, you know, they come up against something and it's like, oh, it must be I suck. I must not be cut out for this. Right. And it's really not that it's just you can't know it all. I say this all the time. You can't know everything. You're good at what you do. So how do you how how would you help somebody in that situation like move past that? Because I think that that is such an incredible service, gift, whatever you want to call it to someone out there, because they really are good at what they do. I see people throwing in the towel that it's like, wait, wait, it's not you. Right. Well, first of all, I have to, just because of who I am and who I serve, I have to back up to the what your conversation about guilt. Okay. And then I'll move forward and answer what you just asked there too. I don't want your listeners to, if, if this is all they get from this podcast, I think this takeaway can be totally life-changing because like I mentioned earlier, there are certain emotions that have zero purpose. Like they just will not have you taking action or moving forward in your life. And guilt and feeling guilty is one of those. And it is so dominant and present in the the life of, well, all of us humans really, right? But if we're talking about moms who are balancing work and the home life, here's what I want you to know is that first of all, that it might feel like it's useful, but it's not to ever feel guilty about something. But the guilt is always caused by you. And that's right. This is where in the coaching where it gets real, like that I'm not your bestie, that I'm saying you are the cause of the guilt, not the working hours, not how many children you have, not what expectations are laid out at home or what your schedule or time says. Guilt is a feeling and feelings are always caused by your thinking. So you are thinking thoughts like, I should be at home. I'm not a good enough mom. If only I had more time. I have too much to do. I wish they wouldn't ask me to volunteer here because I feel guilty when I really want to say no and I end up saying yes. There's just so much. And then guilt, like, right, I should be, you know, doing more work in my business. Oh, while I'm doing that, I should be with the kids right now. I feel guilty because, oh, I don't have time to make a meal and we're ordering out again or whatever. But those are all thoughts that you're having that cause you to feel guilt. When you feel guilty, you don't take the actions that you want to take. It doesn't move you forward in your business showing up how you want to be. It just has you doing things as a mom from the feelings of guilt. And so first of all, I just want like listeners to know that that's to take responsibility that you have the power to change that. And it comes from within. So I definitely wanted to address that. And I do work with moms through that. It's definitely one that's prevalent, right, in our discussions. But you asked about not knowing it all or something to that effect. It was that I see this a lot in the online world where someone has a great idea. They come in, they start their business, they're making money and it's going pretty well. And then as they as they go to grow, they hit that wall. And, and I know from what I do, a lot of it is because they don't have the infrastructure with their operations and systems. And so it kind of, it can implode, but they don't know that because we don't know what we don't know. And 
many different situations. So how would you help someone who is like at that point feeling like, well, I need to throw in the towel because I just can't do this, yeah. right? They, they, there's not that awareness of that there is a solution. It's like they think, well, I'm supposed to know it all and do it all. Yeah. Well, I would ask them when you think the thought, I'm supposed to do it all and I need to know it all, how does that make you feel? And they would answer in something like, it makes me feel defeated, heavy, overwhelmed. And then I would say, and so when you're feeling that way, how do you show up? Because you're surely not going to be excited in your business and you're surely not going to be full of like new ideas and enthusiasm if you're feeling overwhelmed and in confusion because you're telling yourself you don't know what to, you should do. And then, yeah, you feel like I just want to quit. So then you're not feeling commitment. And so in that instance, first, you just have to get like real with yourself about what it is that actually is happening, which it's self-imposed and you take the responsibility and stop blaming all the circumstances. Like I said, your schedule or your clients demands all of that. And then you kind of have to stop and become aware. And then I ask you, what is it that you do want? Not have your mind looking and seeing all the things that are going wrong and that cause you to feel overwhelmed, but what do you want? And so when I first meet somebody and they are interested in coaching with me, we actually, I ask this question about the main areas of your life because we need to look at you, you know, your life as a whole, not just particularly the business or your home life. So we talk about your relationships, your emotional health, your time. That's a big one. That's a huge mm -hmm. one, right? Your physical health, your business, your spiritual practice, money. Those are what we take a look at. And really, it's you can't do it all. And if you're believing I need to do it all, you're just setting yourself up for defeat. So in the process that I have in asking you questions about where you are in those seven areas of life, it reveals maybe things that you actually don't want to do, that you were believing that you have to do. And then you also learn how to let go of things and you learn how to prioritize and you learn how to utilize your mind in a way that makes you feel better so that you're going to show up better for your business. You're going to show up better for your family. You're just going to show up better for your life because time is one thing that we won't ever get more of, right? We get this one life and we are actually created to enjoy it, to have the abundance. And this is where I just get so passionate about moms and my clients and letting them know that it doesn't have to stay this way, that you do have the power to change and it's totally possible for you. Well, it's seems like just the clarity of having that conversation, the clarity that someone would get from that to be able to like put it out there and look at it and not be afraid of it is incredible. Exactly. You will, whether you decide to work with me or not further on really achieving what you want in these areas or life, you will come away. I will show you what the roadblocks are that's keeping you from getting where you are right now to where you want to be. And with coaching, I just want to add too, I don't need to know about your past because the past is over. It has no bearing on you. And if you actually feel emotional about the past, of course, there's a lot about our past, what we love and we want to go down memory lane and it brings us wonderful feelings. But we have these beliefs about ourselves that because of what happened in my past, this is why things are happening in my life. And all I'm concerned is where you are right now. What are you thinking right now? How are you feeling right now? What are you doing right now? Because that is what matters to create a different future or create your future at all, what you want to achieve. And so we do take a look at the clarity call gets to show you what's standing in your way. And I'll tell you right now, just 
what's standing in your way is your mind, your own self, your own thoughts. And that's a place that so many of us have no idea how to navigate. That's right. Our own. So thank goodness there are people like you out there. Thank you so much for sharing this. We could talk for so long. There's so much here. I'm always intrigued. Yeah. What we're going to do is put your website in the show notes and we'll give everyone also the link if they want to jump on a clarity call with you. So just to learn more about the process and what's possible for them. Right. And I think that's, you know, really what I wanted out of this is just to let people know it's possible. And not just the call today, but even with the podcast, it's like, you know what, it is possible. Your voice matters, you matter. And I want you to be able to show up the best you that you can be so that the people out there who need what you're doing, you can support them and they can then go make a difference in their community. I just believe that it's all connected. I want them to know that they're not broken, that this is simple, that it is is fixable, that nothing's really gone wrong, and it's not the problems that you think it is, and that it, you just need guidance, support, and other people, experts' eyes on your own life to help you see what you don't see. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. We'll definitely put your uh, link to your clarity call in there because I think that is probably the best 30 minutes that someone can spend. Agree. If they're struggling with that. So we're talking about the clarity call, not the hour-long coaching call once they start working with you to start that discussion and find out what's possible is anybody who's struggling with any part of your life because mindset rules it all. I think that that could be the best 30 minutes that somebody could spend on themselves this week. Yeah. Just think about it. It's a win-win. If you're curious about coaching, if you're struggling or have challenges right now, if something that I've said sparks some possibility there, you can come away from the clarity call. If finding out you'll leave with you know some understanding than things that you didn't know before. All right. Well, Danielle, that sound means that we're going to jump into our mixed bag of questions. And let's start with one of my favorites. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Oh, that's an easy one. A pause. Because I know that everything that has already happened to me happened for a reason. I truly believe that. And I think that it is just suffering that we bring on to ourselves when we want our past to be different than it was because it's over and we can't change it. So I even just love the word pause. Just to be able to stop and just be and pause, be still. And that is where you can gather your thoughts, take a couple breaths, and then decide on purpose what it is that you want to do next, how you want to think, how you want to feel, and what you want to do. So definitely a pause. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how many times that whole being as my older three kids were growing up, like that, just that period right after they went to sleep, it would sit in the dark and just <laughs> sit there. And people, if I would get a call or something and I did want to answer, I would do What are you doing? I'm like, just being. The quiet silence. Yes. And purpose, obviously. The purposeful CEO is so important to me. Thank you for that. All right. Next up, how do you stay accountable in your business? I stay accountable with one of the coaching tools we teach, which is called emotional adulthood versus emotional childhood. And what that really means is that I accept responsibility for my actions 100% of the time. Because ultimately, if I achieve something or if I don't, if I get something done or I didn't finish it, it was because of myself not because of anyone else. And that's always because of how you felt at the time, right? So 
I definitely hold myself accountable by not putting blame on anything outside of myself, but accepting responsibility for everything that I've achieved or not achieved. All right. So let me just ask this. Were you born that way or is that something you've learned? Hmm. I think it's definitely something I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I think we all do. We all, you know, we don't know this. Most of us are walking the earth believing that we wish others would change or certain circumstances wouldn't happen, or that's the reason why we feel like we do. But now that I have learned that it is always my own thoughts that create my feelings, whenever I'm feeling negative or if I haven't shown up or done something, this is when I can no longer blame it on anyone else but myself. And there's so much power in accepting responsibility, right? And so when I do accept responsibility and hold myself accountable, from there, I gain the power of, do I want to stay here? Do I want to change it? Do I want to feel this way? That's very powerful. It is extremely powerful because even when you say it, when when you're talking about that, I think when it's external, it is we're looking for blame. When there's really nothing to blame, there's not even ourselves, but it's that accepting responsibility Mm-hmm. is where you really do, you really understand that you're not a victim. Exactly. That you do have the power. Exactly. All right. So in our businesses, we have that wonderful bottom line that you know we measure so many things by. But aside from that, what's the next most important number in your business? This one is so surprising for me to even say out loud because it just shows how far I've come from where I used to be a perfectionist and would try and avoid this. But my answer to you is the most important number for me in my business is how many times I fail because I look at now, where I used to not to, but I I look now as failure as a badge of honor. And that is a real achievement because in failing, this is where I get my answers on what to do. It means that I showed up. It means that I pushed myself into the comfort zone. It gives me data, right, of what doesn't work, which ultimately leads me to figuring out what does work in my business. So how many fails I have and even just seeing that if it's a large number that that will indicate to me that I'm even closer to my dreams. And I used to want to avoid failure. And now my new number in my business to achieve is how many fails can I rack up? Because I know that I'm going to learn what works for me in doing so. Absolutely. And you know, I love some data. So (laughs) that is wonderful. And I think too, I've always kind of thought, I don't really look at it as a failure as much as it's an opportunity. So for me, you know, what did they say? Was it Einstein? He, you know, not Einstein. It was uh, who did the, the light bulb Edison. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. So, yeah. So with Edison, they say, you know, like he found thousands exactly. or hundreds of ways that it didn't work. And I totally agree with that. And I guess that's why I look at them and not as failures. It's just, you know, another step closer, just what you're saying, because we do, we have that data now. And it's like, okay, now I can tweak it. Now I can do that. And I heard someone, I can't remember who I was listening to not too long ago, who said that to shoot for like at least five failures a month. Yeah. And, I, you know? and, and for me, it's, Uh, we started out with reaching 100 fails. Or even like think about when you get 100 no's, right, for for your offering. But you learn for every no, then you get to evaluate 
and see what didn't work and take that, you know, information into your next conversation. So true. That's something I wish that I could give to every female online business owner to understand that when I was listening to Brooke Castillo's, one of her uh, podcast episodes, and she's the founder of the Life Coach School, which you've mm-hmm. been through, obviously, kind of what does the data tell me, but that failure does not mean the end or fear doesn't mean to stop. Exactly. I have those written on my screen here because that's when I get have those moments it's like that really, really struck me. Yes. So that's the gift that I would like to give every female online business owner is just understand like, it's okay, you're going to hit walls. It's okay. That doesn't mean stop. It doesn't mean your idea sucks. It doesn't mean you're a terrible business person. It doesn't mean anything other than now you have the opportunity to find another way. That's right. Exactly. In this time that we've been in for the last year now, not a lot of people going a lot of places. (laughs) So- (laughs) Kind of living vicariously through other people. What is your favorite vacation? Well, I'm someone who I lived overseas when I was younger. I backpacked Europe after college and I've enjoyed vacations from Disney World to skiing in the Rockies. But my most fond experience of travel happened to be with my family, my husband and my three children. And it was our first time, their first time out of the country. And we had the most amazing trip, I think it was back in 2016, to Costa Rica. My girls went to a Spanish immersion school when they were younger. And so we loved to be able to have them try out a different language. And it was just amazing from start to finish. We had the adventure part And then we had the relaxation of the beach and just like immersing yourself in a different culture and then watching it through your children's eyes, seeing how other people lived and speaking a different language. And it was just from top to bottom. It was the most joyous experience. I love to take my mind back there. And it just shows you how you can conjure up those amazing feelings of feeling joy by just going to something that's already happened and just thinking it through. And it was really fun for all of us. Isn't that so true? You get to relive it, you know, Mm -hmm. the positive and the negative. Obviously, in this case, it's great that you have those memories. How old were your kids at that time? Let's see. Um, If it's 2016, uh, my girls, I think were 11. My son was around nine. Mm, Great Somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. There's enough independence there and opinions and Mm -hmm. all of that. I bet that was amazing. Yeah. I just love to watch. I can remember from the airport driving on the way, you know, it takes a couple hours to where we were going for our first stop. And, you know, there's some parts of the country where, you know, you can tell there's just not some as fortunate or affluent families in the way that they live and just watching my son, you know, see it all and watching his mind kind of open up to how others live, right? And then the questions that he asked. My parents gave me that experience when I was younger. We lived overseas for my dad's job and just kind of, again, expanding your mind and watching my kids' mind open to something other than what just our regular bubble of life is here. And I'm sure as they grow, as they mature in life, they'll go back to that time as well and just understand what was happening that they didn't really understand then. And I have a million pictures for them to see it too. (laughs) And that's what sounds amazing. So thanks for sharing that. I right there with you. I didn't even I don't even have the pictures. And I'm just like, Oh, my gosh, it sounds so amazing. So thanks for that little escape. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, I have a question from a previous guest who wanted me to ask a future guest, what would be the one thing you would change about your business journey so far if you had to go back and do it again? Gosh, can my answer be nothing? 
<laughs> I am a person who doesn't believe in regret. And like I said, I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And I don't like to spend a lot of time in would have, could have, should haves. And I really know the importance of focusing my mind on where I want to go, which means what am I thinking right now? And right now I'm thinking that everything that has led me to this moment in my business, wherever I am, is just perfect, that it's part of my path. And then I just want to think about what's next. What's the next best thing? That's my favorite question to ask myself in business. What do I think is the next best thing for me, for my business, for my clients? Yes, I am like that pretty much overall for my life. I feel the same way. It's like, if, and believe me, there have been some things, but I look back and I just think, you know what? If that's what it took for me to be who I am today, I'm all right with that. Don't exactly. want to do it again, but I'm all right with that. <laughs> the good news is you don't have to do it again. <laughs> exactly. So I, I do think like in my business journey, there's probably a couple of things that I wish I would have known a little bit early, but then that would have, you know, if you did, then that changes the whole trajectory. So mm -hmm. what is that called? Oh gosh, I saw a movie years and years ago, the butterfly effect, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's just like one small change can shift everything. Yeah. Well, with my clients, my biggest result is for them to be able to come to a place of peace, peace of mind, and that you are in control of that feeling of peace through your mind. It's just, I don't see any serving or useful to have the regrets because we just want to come to peace of mind with where you are in your life today. Well, sure. And I think sometimes I don't think we even think about it as much as a regret as much as, oh man, I sure wish I would have known that then. You know, you, you kind of go back and you think, oh, that could have been so useful, but it's okay. You know, we're just going to carry on and obviously needed to learn whatever we were learning there. So to wrap up, what is a question that you would like for me to ask a future guest? Okay. I would like, first of all, to have your future guest go to a place in their mind before you ask the question. Have them go to where they have already achieved the current profit goal that they want for their business. Have them take a moment to picture that, to visualize it, that they have already achieved the current goal that they have right now. Then I would like you to ask them the question, what would the future you who has already achieved it advise you to think, feel, and do today? Because that is actually, you know, we go to the Googles, we go to our mentors, we go to our friends or other similar business models. And what I like to help people with is knowing that really the answers are inside of them. And who better to go to than you? And in this case, your future you. If at first your brain says, I don't know because I haven't done it yet, this is where I ask you to just take a guess. Like just imagine it, really expand your mind to go to that place where you have it. What is that person thinking then? What are they feeling? What did they do to get there? Just kind of take a guess and then know that you can think that way right now. You can create the feelings of proud, successful, whatever it is. You can think thoughts that make you feel that way right now. It'll actually be the way to help you get and achieve that goal because from feeling proud and successful, you're going to take actions 
that are actually going to lead you to being that future person one day. That is fabulous. Thank you so much for that. Well, Danielle, thanks so much for being here with us today. You have shared so much. I feel like I've been through a coaching session today and I appreciate that so much because you've definitely planted some seeds even as I move forward for me to think about. Thank you for having me, Teresa. Absolutely. We will go ahead and put all of your links in the show notes so that people know how to get a hold of you and find you on Facebook and your website. And I know you've got a quiz out there. We'll put all this stuff in there so they can learn more about you and your brilliance and how you're making a difference in the world. Sounds good. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'll be back next week. But in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to our... Yeah, and I have a million... Yeah. And I have a million book group at the purposeful CEO.com forward slash Facebook and share your take on today's episode. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.